Hey guys, welcome to Android Andy UK podcast episode number eight. It's the 12th of March. Um, and this episode is uh, about two things really. We're going to get to my, my MacBook Air. Yes, what is Android Andy doing with an Apple product? Um, but we're going to start off just with some talk about the Android P uh, release notes. Well, the release really, it is available. You can download and install it if you so wish. Um, it's not available over the air as part of the beta program just yet, but you can sideload it, which means obviously resetting your device. So I'm not doing that just yet. It is, it is the first initial alpha release. Um, and I'm thinking I'll wait probably for the for the next release candidate before I'll move over. Although from what I hear, it actually it's, it's relatively bug free. It's I mean no one's going to advise to use it as a daily, but um, a couple of the bits that I've been reading and, and videos I've been watching are suggesting that actually there's, there's not many bugs in it at the moment. So uh, that's that's a good start so early on. So let's just talk about. I mean, it's a little bit. I did wonder is this best done as a video, but as I say, I've not installed it myself, so I thought, you know what, I'll just I'll slap in the podcast and we'll just talk a little bit about it. Um, and, I, and I guess, unfortunately, we'll have to go and find some YouTube videos if you want to see what I'm talking about. But I'll do my best to describe. So the overall look and the kind of the mainly done through the icons has changed. They're very much kind of rounded now, and to me, they're a little bit iOSy. Um, so when you pull down your notification bar, you will see sort of rounded buttons now so as they are at the moment on 8.1 it's just an icon and when you tap it it will change color um, but it will be on the new version p it will literally be a round button with the icon in it that will all change color when you tap it um, the notifications as you pull them down again as it is at the moment it's kind of a flat card i suppose but they're changing to well not even card is it it's a, it's a sheet almost it's they're just continuous uh, flat uh, sheet, but they are going to change to kind of cards with rounded corners as the notifications. Um, so some of them already are on the v- current version. Like if you hold the power button down on my Pixel to uh, Pixel to XL, you get the little sort of uh, box pop up that's the rounded corners. They're all going to look a bit like that if you know what that looks like. There's also there's going to be more detail in the notifications. So let's say someone texts you, apparently you can kind of you can see when you expand it, you can see the last few messages to get a, a reminder of what was going on with the conversation, um, including apparently images. So, and it's almost like they're putting the whole app into the actual notification, uh, which I don't know, is that right? Do you want just a brief bit and then you go into the app if you need to do it, or do you prefer dealing with it from? I've got to be honest, when people message me, it's not often I just hit reply in the notification and type the message in. I normally do open the app. But maybe that's just something that I'll get used to more working straight from the notifications. Um, when you tap on it, it kind of expands out, quite a nice sort of animation, expands out horizontally, no, vertically. Um, if you're in an app and you, and it opens another app, it kind of slides in horizontally again, or, or just new animations trying to make Android looking a bit more slick and professional, I suppose. Well, I don't know professional perhaps, but, uh, look, just look nicer, I guess. Uh, the volume controls have changed, so by default it will adjust the media volume, not the ring volume, which, to be honest, is, you know, why it adjusted the ring volume personally, I will never understand. So I have an app called, I think it's called Rocker Locker, which, which does what Android P is going to do. It basically, anytime I use the volume, no matter what I'm doing, it adjusts the media volume. Um, but that will be the new default in Android P, which I think is a good thing. It's not often you're mucking around, uh, you either want to be vibrant, uh, vibrate, silent, or just have the ringer on. And there'll be a button for that as you adjust the volume. So you can just rotate between them sort of independently to the volume controller, which is for the media. 
that volume control also is going to be vertical. So again, a little bit like the power option as, you, as we have now in 8.1, it's going to be a box like that, but a bit longer with a power with a volume slider inside of that, which I think sounds good. I mean, that's going to be right where your thumb is. So why not? Is it was always a bit bit awkward to adjust the volume along the top otherwise. Um, one of the other things that I think, and again, it's an, I have used in the past an app to do a similar type of thing, is it's almost like a rotate on demand. So more often than not, the rotation, auto-rotation, gets on my nerves rather than being useful. So you're, I don't know, maybe you're laying in bed and you're doing something and it keeps rotating to horizontal and you want it to be in vertical. But if you lock in vertical, then when you open a video or a photo and you want to, you know, it kind of annoys me when someone shows me, yeah, look at this photo or look at this video. And they're holding their phone upright and they've got, they've got more black space than actual image on their on their screen so um what android p will do you can lock in vertically but as you turn it sideways in your the the uh, navigation bar at the bottom you get a little icon like a rotation icon you can tap to let it rotate the screen um which i think is probably a good way of doing it so you can lock in vertical you go to a video you turn it sideways little icon appears you tap it and it and it changes that that's i mean it's not as smooth as if it just knew when you wanted it so it's not as a per app basis, which is the app that I use, lets me set YouTube and, I don't know, Google Play Movies to, yep, that can rotate, um, Chrome browser, no, that can't, and whatever. But uh, still, sounds like quite a good inbuilt option. Uh, another thing that's been talked about quite a bit is the notch support. Now, again, another thing that annoys me is people talk about Apple being the first to have a notch. Well, clearly they weren't. <laughs> it was weird. There was the... Um, and Andy Rubin had it with the Essential Phone, and there's very possibly others had it before. I'm not sure. The first, they were the first one I knew that had the notch. Anyway, Android P will now support it. In the current version, you can emulate the notch. You can go into settings, Sarah, give me a notch, and you can set the different sizes, and you can see how things will happen. I'm guessing that's because this is a developer preview, and if you're a developer, you want to be able to see how um, how other phones will look with the notch. Actually, having said that, I guess maybe they leave it in because of that. But I did just wonder if it's there initially just for devs to check it out, and by the main release that would be removed. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess what's the harm unless someone activates it by mistake and doesn't know how? They've got this big old because some of the big notches really are quite big, and it seems to change the the bar at the top to match the notch size. Um, so it's yeah, interesting, interesting. We'll see. Uh, maybe a big thing, but you might not actually notice they're changing the font. So I think it used to be Roboto. Uh, when Material Design came out, and they're moving now towards Product Sans, which apparently is the font used for the Google and the Alphabet logo. So they're building that into Android more, which, okay, I can't say I'm overly bothered what font you use. Uh, um, they say you see it more on the kind of, you know, there's pop-up sort of accept or deny or okay or cancel. You see it there a lot at the moment. I don't know. So I guess it's not throughout the um, operating system. Maybe they're just gradually, you know, maybe I guess it's not as simple as just changing a, a default font. Um, but yeah, that's on its way, product sense. In the settings, when you drop the settings down, or you go into settings, I should say, we now have coloured icons, which is all very Samsung-ish, I suppose. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I guess I'm not overly bothered, but I think I probably preferred the sort of more classy, just the one monochrome type colors but uh, maybe i'm not it doesn't like it doesn't really bother me um people people will not be happy substratum support is gone so if you don't know what substratum was it is a sort of theming engine basically so you could change all of your settings and your your colors of the icons and background colors and font colors and all this sort of thing i had a dabble with it and to be honest it never seemed to quite 
work throughout the OS and there were certain things like it would change a background white but the text was still white so I couldn't read anything um, and maybe that's just me not knowing how to use it properly but it, yeah, it didn't seem as simple as I'd hoped so I didn't use Substratum for long but I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who won't be pleased with that maybe there's going to be a, a workaround I don't know but uh, at the moment they're saying it's not supported um, interesting point they've nicked something off iOS so as you hold down to place your cursor in some text you'll get the little magnifying glass much like you get in iOS um, to help you see what which you know it's a good it is a good thing so but uh, yeah I never like when we're nicking things from iOS the launcher dock on the on your home screen on, on your launcher the dock is now shaded like it used to be so it kind of stands out a bit more as I guess almost part of the app drawer for, you know you slide up from the launcher dock to bring your app drawer out these days so I guess that probably works quite well from a styling point of view um, another thing that I will probably appreciate, but maybe not so many. Um, Android for Work now gets its own tab in the app drawer. Uh, if you don't know what Android for Work is, basically I use, I use my own phone for, you know, I log my, we, let me start again. We have Google at Work. I have a Google Work account, which is separate to my personal account. I have the Google Work account on my phone. I have to then have uh, Android device policy and all this sort of thing. Um, and then we use Gmail and such for for work um, but when you use android for work it's almost like you have for example gmail you have two different installs so i tap the regular gmail it opens my personal i tap the one that's got the little work icon in the corner and it opens up my work email which that's that's pretty good i can turn off work modes so if i've got the weekend off and i don't want to be bothered by email i can just turn it off i don't get any notifications from any of my work apps um, it really is quite good i think a lot of people when it gets to their phones will really like it um, and yes yeah, so what i'm saying is now it gets its own app drawer for the work apps now i mean i've only got about five or six if that work apps things like google drive gmail calendar um, but yeah it'd be quite good to have them in their own place so i can maybe i can set maybe there's an app that will come along that when i'm in when i'm at work you know it tells it can tell i'm there using gps that that's my default uh, app drawer that'd be quite good so that's pretty much i mean there's lots of other in the background things and most of these updates these days are more about the background there's more improvements for battery life there's changes slight changes to notifications i mean i shouldn't dismiss it i dismissed it at the last at the oreo update and a lot of my apps broke so i do need to i do need to get using android p sooner rather than later to check that my apps still work um the roadmap that they released so developer preview one out now Developer Preview 2 is going to be sometime in May. Developer Preview 3, which is the final APIs, is sometime in June. Developer Preview 4, looks like later in June. Uh, Developer Preview 5, late July, is that, I think? Uh, early quarter 3, and then the final release, quarter 3. So there's still quite a wait. Um, and I don't know, like I say, per def definitely don't, touch it until i would suggest until a developer preview 2 in may i know some of you out there might be sort of really keen to give it a go ah, by the sounds of it you'll be fine but you will have to wipe and start again like i think so i mean definitely if you do please let me know come along i've, got, I've now got a forum on uh, on the website androidandy.uk look for forum on the top please come and tell me um if you have installed it how you get on i'd love i mean apart from there's only two of us on the forum at the minute it'd be nice to have a bit more company um but uh i'd love to hear i mean because i am very tempted to get cracking myself but yeah as i say i'm waiting for the job preview too but let me know if you do give it a go i'll be very keen to hear so then briefly i'm going to mention i'll probably talk more about it in the next uh, podcast to be honest but i have bought a macbook air now if you've watched my unboxing video where i did a lot of the explanation you might not want to bother listening to the rest of this but just to because again it's i don't know i 
I didn't particularly envision myself buying Apple products, but at the same time... So one of the things I don't like about Apple is how locked in and the closed garden type thing that they are. Their ecosystem doesn't particularly let people from the outside... Well, it's not that they don't let them come in, but they try and keep people within their walled garden. Unlike Google, which tries to just knock the walls down and wants anyone to be everywhere using everything they have and you know they're much more open in that respect um so it kind of annoys me that i've let them win in that i have bought an apple product because i want to learn to code for ios and that's just so that i'm a a more experienced more rounded developer i think it's a big part if you're a developer and you can't code on ios to me that's a bit of a knock you know it's not a good thing if if i was ever looking for work in the coding world i think it would not be good if i had never coded in ios so i kind of thought oh come on let's just right let's buy let's buy a macbook i've got my bonus coming in a month or so i'm going to spend it on my credit card and pay it off when my bonus comes so i bought a macbook air 2017 now the first thing some people said to me well that's a bad time to buy a macbook because the 2018 is is kind of talked to be released at the end of the month um but I think they'd lowered the prices a little bit. So my friend had been saying, yeah, they're talking about the new one's going to be a lower price, around £800. I said, well, the one I bought was only 850 new, and then I got discounts on it because it's from John Lewis, so I ended up paying sort of 750 or so, which I didn't think was a bad price, um, especially if they're normally they're 1000 when You know, if last year it was 1000 when it came out, I'm okay with that. Uh, they hold their price fairly well. I was look- Originally, I was thinking to buy a second-hand, but it's kind of, I hadn't realised the MacBooks. A MacBook is a MacBook, and then you just have to say when it's from, like 2017 or it's early 2011 or it's mid 2014 or whatever that's that's how you then right what spec was it at that point you'd go and look it up um so i was looking at second hand i kind of had a, a 2011 one lined up for about 200 pounds with a android tablet thrown in which i thought was quite a good price um the guy was a little bit slow with responding on emails and things i thought you know what well, let's just let's not muck about it. let's just go and buy new it's gonna have more so it's got eight gig of ram it's got the fifth generation i5 it's got 128 ssd 128 gig although i'm now wondering was well, that enough but then i keep installing things that i probably don't need i've installed rocket league because i don't need that <laughs> so if i need to i can just get rid of that but i guess i just wanted something if i did need a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a game basically when i'm uh i'm away with uh with the macbook um so yeah i mean again i was looking at kind of okay let's say if i spent 500 pounds what would i get a second hand market and you were still looking kind of 2014 2015 for 500 pounds so i think 750 i mean like i said new they're 850 um for 2017 if i decided actually i really like the macbook and i'm gonna let's get a more powerful one let's get the 2018 version when it comes out i could probably still sell this one and not make much of a loss so i wasn't overly worried in that respect um I was more worried about the reaction from from people that that I've bought an Apple product, um, and like I said, I try I try and defend it or justify it by the fact that I want to co- learn to code because you cannot on Windows, you can't learn Swift. Now you can learn, I think, Xamarin, which is the language that allows you to write one set of code in theory and deploy to Android and iOS. And I will have a look into it because that does sound like a good idea at the same time i guess part of me just doesn't believe that that can be quite as powerful as, as coding um natively so to speak and also with xamarin if you do not on a windows phone you can't run the emulator and check how it works so that seems a bit of a a bit of an issue basically you want to be able to test your coding as you go so i've taken the plunge and i have to say i'm really happy it's a really nice device so some of the knocks on it with a screen uh that it's not got good viewing angles it's not sort of as bright and crisp it's only uh 
was it 1440 by 900 so it's not even 1080p but actually the screen was fine it looks it look, i mean i don't know if i go as far as it looks great but you don't turn it on and look at the screen thinking mm, that's a bit that's a bit dull or that's a bit rude. so not an issue there the other knock is the design it's the older design it's kind of seven years old i suppose they've not changed it and i would guess for the 2018 they will but I'm not overly bothered. They talk about there being big bezels, etc. Yeah, they're quite big, but that's not doesn't really bother me. Um, the main thing is it's it's really nice and light and thin. I've I've also found a very nice sleeve that it fits perfectly into. So mobility wise, uh, really good. Um, power wise, it seems fine. I mean, I can definitely for coding, it's 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 good. If it takes a little bit longer to open up the emulator, I guess, than a more powerful machine. Uh, but it, there's not particularly big delays. I say open the browser. I'm not sat around waiting for 30 seconds for the for Chrome browser to open. Uh, it, it's a bit of a learning curve because obviously it does everything different to Windows that I'm used to. But it, it's not massively different. It's, uh, I, I love the trackpad actually. I must say people keep saying in some of the videos I was watching, oh, it's a great trackpad, the dress, best trackpad you'll use. And actually it is very good. I love the gesture. So for example, if you do it with two fingers and you swipe up, it's kind of like swiping up on your phone screen and, and you can scroll down the web page. That is just so, so useful basically. So uh, I just love using it. It makes it nice and quick and easy. Um, if you want to scroll sideways, for example, I use TweetDeck for my uh, Twitter on Google Chrome. And two fingers swiping back and forth, left and right, means I can scroll across the different lists that I have. It's all just very slick. And I don't, so I had been having, I plugged in one of my mouse, mice into it and was using that. But actually, recently, I've not even bothered plugging the mouse in and you don't, I don't particularly mind just using the trackpad. It's kind of weird. Normally in a, in a laptop, it does, it bugs me using the trackpad and I have to plug a mouse in. But actually, honestly, it's not that much of an issue. And I probably will. I've just, I've actually ordered a new wireless mouse, like a sort of thin travel one that'll fit into my new sleeve. Um, but I'm not overly bothered by it. So, well, it was, we just see the mouse was quite highly reviewed and was only eight pounds. So, ah, why not? And it's silver, so it matches the MacBook Air. So, all in all, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I will be recording a video review. I had been planning to do it today because today's my day off, but actually had a lot of different things have cropped up that I need to, I need to deal with and I might not get around to doing the review, but it should be done. I mean, maybe this coming weekend if I don't do it today. Maybe I'll do it one of the evenings this week. Whatever. It'll be coming to my YouTube channel soon. Check it out there if you haven't already. So that about wraps things up for episode eight. As I said, please come and say hello on the forum if you listen to this podcast. The stats seem to indicate, or my bandwidth usage seem to indicate people are downloading it, but um, at the same time, there's a very good chance I'm just talking to myself. So I'd love it if you came along to the forum on my website, androidandy.uk. Just said hello. Um, and let, me, let me know what you, what you think of the podcast, I suppose. So that's it for now. Uh, my name's Andy. I'll catch you all again soon. Mm-hmm.